what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Chris, a.k.a. SSJ Blackrod, here with another episode of Should I Play That? Your gaming podcast about, uh, damn it. I'm, I, I tried so hard not to say weekly, and I focused on that and completely forgot the rest. It's a gaming podcast about the, about the, about gaming and the culture that surrounds it. I completely butchered that. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, I, I was the whole time I was thinking I'm going to compliment him on the smooth ass intro. Oh, uh, man. yeah. I, but I guess I just internally jinxed it. You blew it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. How, how you doing, Rod? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. You know, I was doing great until that intro. Now I'm just all right. Um, <laughs> I, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm pretty good, man. Uh, here, fresh off of our Game of the Year episode, um, which yes. is awesome. And you've been mm-hmm. doing a lot of great work on that. Shout out to you, by the way. It thank thank you. Like I I this is like a a, a passion project. Is is a, a is something that like, I feel like is a hobby that just. I always feel like I'm in a good place once I like I get in like a routine and I get a system going and then like now no remember how I said that yo we're gonna be on YouTube we're gonna make TikToks and yeah. like I never really did it now I'm actually doing it so <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all the new listeners all the all the uh, everyone that's been you know all the great feedback we've been getting from uh, the videos that we've been putting uh, putting out and and shout out to the people that have actually sat through. The game of the year episode like part one and part two yeah i think it was close to like five hours right four yeah cumulatively yeah i think it's like yeah. four ish maybe closer to five yeah yeah that's that's like two marvel movies <laughs> yeah i guess it is <laughs> now now at which point like now i'm thinking like people are starting to hate marvel movies if they can sit through my thing and like all the way through, that's that's crazy that's, that's great. Are, that's, are, are they starting to hate them? Is I mean, Ant Man still made a hundred million dollars, like opening weekend. Are they are they hating them? They might then, be exhausted of how many there are. Because I think uh, uh, past like what End Game, the part two one of it, mm-hmm. everyone was like, "All right, we're done." We're like, "Ah, oh, we got through all of them." I do feel that. I I do feel like there's a general like uh, fatigue since that that film came out in what 2019, 2019, yes. right? Yeah, um, all of it was pre-COVID. And uh, and yeah, it came out, and and for some people, it was like this is where I jump I jump off the Marvel train. Um, that was me. Yeah, I think it was all the TV shows. Yeah, that did not help. Um, there was a lot of them, and they were of varying qualities. <laughs> I was saying, <laughs> I heard Loki was pretty good. I like Loki. That was one I liked, yes. Uh, the but, Moon Knight was okay. But I, I feel like this is sort of like how you sort of look at comics now. Like, I, I don't expect most people to read every single comic to come out. So it's okay to sort of skip some of the, you know, shows that like you just don't care about. Yeah, and I think that that's where I think that's what they're finding probably or or starting to discover is that like it's it's becoming unwieldy to, you know, expect people like my parents are never going to, you know, they might watch like a Black Panther or they might watch like in the Iron Man movie or something, but like they're not going to watch like 
Ant-Man. They're not going to watch like any of the Disney Plus shows, really. Um, like, that's just not what they're going to do. Um, and and that's the general audience is not going to keep up with eight TV shows and three or four movies a year. Like, that's just that it seems a lot to ask. Yeah. For. So so I think but at that point, you know, Marvel has a they have a formula. And if you're consuming every bit that they drop, of course, everything's going to feel samey. Like, but at the same time, I feel like they could also like they could also change, shake things up. They could change the formula. So that's, that's also not an excuse at the same time. Right. Yeah. And yeah, the thing is, like with with Ant-Man 2 dropping um, and, and it did get a very low cinema score. So if you're not familiar with cinema score is like a metric of audience feedback that uh, studios get. They, they gauge it. Um, I want to say on, on opening weekend to see like how word of mouth is going to go for a film. And Ant-Man got a I think a B a B or B plus or something it was like it's actually the lowest score or tied for the lowest score that a, a Marvel movie has gotten. I think only one movie has tied it. Um, and I think that was Thor two. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you also see kind of like the box office receipts too for, for Ant-Man three, like it hundred million opening weekend, but it had like a 68 or 69% like drop hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, on second weekend, if your big blockbuster movie is making like 25, $30 million after making a hundred, that's not great. (laughs) It says that like the word of mouth is, is spreading negatively about your film. Um, and now you have Kevin Feige and Bob Iger out there. It wasn't bad either. That's yeah. For, for me, like it wasn't like the, it wasn't the worst of of the previous phase like i I don't think it was i I thought thor 4 was way worse than 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 that like i Mm -hmm. actively kind of hated that movie um i didn't hate ant-man 3 but i didn't think it was very good either um it was very middle of the road it was like very middling kind of movie with an elevated performance with jonathan majors like i thought he was really great in it um he's been on a roll yeah, he's great. He's awesome. Um, I I love that he's just getting more like high profile work like this. Um, but anyway, yeah, you have Bob Iger and and Kevin Feige out there saying, "Hey, we're gonna lower the output of Marvel stuff because we're we're flooding the market, basically." So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but um, on the talks of just uh, you know uh, movies and just like just television, uh, The Last of Us has uh, has you know season one is finished in the books. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it later this episode. Um, we're gonna go ahead and give it a. a can we can we can we say a sh- should I should I watch that review inside the ep- like a <laughs> what, uh maybe maybe reluctantly maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about uh, a game launching on PlayStation Plus next month, and then uh, just overall discussion about just I guess video game media. Um. There's interesting Twitter conversations that I've had this past week, um, and I sort of want to like talk talk to you guys about it. But before we jump into any of that, let's talk about what we've been playing. So, yeah. um, Elena, what you've been playing? I've been playing the same old stuff. Uh, I'm on my third playthrough of Elden Ring, which I might make it my main one because the first one was just kind of strength and dex heavy no specialty but i'm having fun with my faith class my faith strength class so i'm gonna keep that one and then losing in overwatch too which makes me sad 
I deranked a whole like tier from Diamond 1 to Plat 1 because I lost 15 games because I got players that did not belong in their rank. Ooh, so I was going to ask, did they ever fix this? I guess that's still an issue. Uh, I don't know. I think I just kept running into terrible players mm-hmm. and just Dang. did not stop. But then I, I did win five games in a row and only ranked up once, which sucks. But So I, the, my problem, I, like last night, like I dove in heavy to Overwatch 2 was that I was... I feel like I have decent game sense and I just kept matching up with people who were either like new to the game or just like, just didn't care. They're just sort of just like messing around. So like, like if I go back and play rank now, like, am I going to run into the same situation or do you, will I look out and like be that person that's, you know, on the, on the team that I shouldn't be? Uh, it kind of depends. Like, I want to say one night, me and Rod just kept winning and winning and winning, and um, and then we had one night where we just kept losing. So it just really depends on what night you play. So I don't know. It's kind of a crapshoot because you don't know what kind of players you're going to run into. Because mm-hmm. I would say all the lower levels, they either have zero game sense, but decent aim, or they have no aim, but kind of decent um, game sense, but it's hard to find that middle, because you have to do a lot of heavy lifting as a support player. Or even tank. Mm. Well, doesn't sound like I'm a... <laughs> Actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to jump back on. Yeah, I'll try. I think it's worth a shot. I mean, I still... I feel like we've talked this game to death but like i think it's worth noting that like the game itself like if you're if you do get into like a a a decently skilled game and 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 granted i do think that the season like season wait are we in season we're in season three right now right yeah season four is gonna be the big new update yeah so season four is is when things are are going to hopefully fingers crossed actually change um i will say i i don't feel like it's as bad as it was in season two. I think season two was to me the low point of the matchmaking where it felt like almost I just almost I just straight up stopped playing much of that comp season because it was so bad. Um, like Atlanta was saying, it is more it, it's kind of still a crapshoot in in this one. Um, it it kind of either direction. You're either winning a lot or you're losing a lot. It doesn't really seem to be a lot of 50 50 um, this season. But I, I do feel like the games are slightly slightly closer at least when i'm you know mostly solo queuing like they're slightly closer than they were in season two and the meta itself is just like really good most of the heroes feel relatively viable with only a couple exceptions um and that's really nice that actually hasn't been a thing in overwatch in ages like i can't even remember the last time that was that was a thing um but the game just feels really, really nice. Um, and I and I like a lot of the new additions, um, like the new maps and everything that they've been putting forward. So definitely hop in, man. And the next season, in less than 30 days now, we're going to get a new character. So get excited oh, for that. Oh, wait. So wait, this season ends in 30 days? A little uh, less than that. God yeah. damn it. I bought the season pass and like <laughs> never played afterwards. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to grind yep. out the season pass. Okay. That's yeah. My, if, that's my goal. If, from now until the end of the season, if you do the weeklies, you'll you'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. 
and make sure you do your dailies for maybe like two weeks straight <laughs> and then you'll probably be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any, anything else, Elena, besides uh, Overwatch? Uh, just playing a little bit of Pokemon, trying to get some shinies. But that's about it. I've thought, I've thought about picking that back up, but like I don't want to jump back into that rabbit hole. <laughs> I would. Uh, they just announced two DLCs that are coming out this year, so... Cause oh, wait, it's are they still... in the Yeah, it's obvious it's... in the map that there is a dotted-off section for DLC, and they announced that it's coming out in, I want to say, fall and... something else? Fall of this year, and the second one is coming out whenever. Are they still doing those Suicune and um, whatchamacallit raids? Is that still a thing? No, those are time stuff. They do repeat if you did miss them. Uh, I think the... So there's... Uh, the raids that you probably missed were two new... Um, they were legendary paradox raids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those will come back in April. And then... God damn, the, April? The Yeah. Because uh, it ended like a couple weekends ago or something like that. Or No, actually it ended this past weekend. That um, sounds about right. The one coming up this weekend is the owl Pokemon from Sun and Moon. That raid. Oh, uh, like, um, like Rowlet? Like that evolution? Yes. Oh. Yeah, the final one. Because they did one for Cinderace, like, after Charizard. Is it, like, his, like, base form? Or is it the, um, his, like, his, his Suian variant? No, no, it's his, uh, the regular, regular. Sun and Moon oh, okay. uh, final evolution. It'll have the yeah, Mightiest Mark, cool. which I don't care about. I guess Pokemon sort of found, like, its place now, where it's, like, it's trying to be a live service game by doing these a events. A little bit. They... I do feel like they do want to like try to keep it alive um, by giving or by doing like kind of bi-weekly uh, events that mm-hmm. do kind of repeat just so that in case you weren't finished with the game, you still have another chance to get to it because those raids are uh, only for if you completed the game and you saw credits and you did like the one small um, mission to get to those um what do they call them? Like black crystal raids or something like that? Or like this, like the seven star, six star, whatever. Yeah, those yeah. raids. So that's, that's what they're. Cool. That's why they uh, at least have them like twice. I was gonna say, a month. Rod, is this enough to get you to pick up Pokemon again? No. Oh, totally. I cannot wait. Yeah, I highly pretty... doubt it. No. Um, <laughs> I would. I was actually gonna say though, like this isn't new to the franchise though right like the the idea that they're doing something kind of like a in the vein of a live service game so right? they, they sort of did, did that it. in sword sword yeah that, that, sword and shield they did that. that that's that's what i'm alluding to because didn't they do like it, literal raids right um mm-hmm. in the yeah. wa- big wild or wild what was that shit called wild, the wild area wild yeah. area and uh because i remember i think we all sort of hopped in one right at least once yeah. I thought we did. Um, one early one, but yeah. I've mostly did those, like, uh, just hop online and just do them with other people, which yeah. uh, you could tell which ones were because they were, like, hot pink, like, a bit, I guess the light beam was a bit girthier than the other ones, but um, these ones are denoted by uh, what type of Pokemon, and um, the... 
six and seven raids, they're uh, black, but they'll still show the icon of what type of Pokemon it is. Mm. And they are kind of hard. I did have to look up, like, I kept seeing for the Cinderace one, people were using uh, the, what's that water mouse one who's a water fairy type? It's like Azumarill or something like that. Azumarill. Yeah, Yeah. it's a beast. So they, like, people had a certain um, build for that one for Cinderace raid was using a belly drum, which you had to teach it belly drum by having another Pokemon that knew belly drum or something like that. And then uh, using play rough and that would like annihilate it in an instant. So like, it is kind of like neat to see of like, Oh, only a certain Pokemon would be the best. And you have to make a certain build for it and stuff like that, which is fun. I don't know. I might, I might get back, get back into it. I would. I, I saw the uh, I, I actually turned on my switch today and uh, I was like, I see the Pokemon Violet icon right here. Mm. I should press it. You should. I gave you all those starters. You did. But then I just played Mario Kart instead. Okay. But they did come out with new maps on it. it that's why I was playing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, wanted to, I wanted to play that. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I, I will hop back in because I am curious. Just because Elena made the story seem like, well, they're actually doing something new this time. So I was like, okay. I'll go check it out. I am I am in mildly intrigued. Well, at least with like the Pokemon Professor, quote unquote, like the story is a lot different from what I've noticed. Yeah, and and like you said, you did give me those starters, so yes. I should I will make good use of them. All right, so uh, Rod, what yeah. you playing? I have been playing uh, just a couple things here, not too much, but uh, one of them was I I had an opportunity to check out the new Resident Evil 4 demo. Um, I guess they call it the Chainsaw demo. Uh, It is the entire first chapter of the remake that's coming out later this month uh, in March. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's Resident Evil 4, but it looks really pretty now. Um, and I don't say that like disparagingly, like it's really fun. I really love that game, that original game. Um, and I'm actually not the like person who has played it a billion times. I think I played it maybe. I don't remember where I played it originally. I don't know if it was GameCube or PlayStation. Did the PlayStation PlayStation two? Yeah, it was PlayStation two for me. Okay. I I might have seen, I, I never owned I didn't own a GameCube. Um, I never owned a GameCube, actually. Um, but I feel like I played through it somewhere. Maybe it was PlayStation. But anyway, I I played it through on one of the one of the original versions of that game. Um, and I've never actually replayed it. But I had a really great time. And actually, it stuck with me all these years later. Um, at least like a, a bunch of parts. But not. But my memory is just hazy enough to where the remake is going to be really cool um because i won't have that like moment to moment knowledge of everything um and it's yeah it, it, if you're familiar with resident evil 2 and 3 the recent remakes that capcom has that, that capcom has done over the last uh couple of you know a few years i guess um it's very much in in that vein um you know you got your tank controlled leon um a lot of people don't like the way that he moves in this it's 
it's the same way to me. Uh, it, it it's fine. Um, you know, kind of like stop and pop. I guess they they used to call it, um, where you kind of stop the character in their tracks and and um, and and just to shoot. But you can actually you can actually move with Leon though in this. He's just not very fast, um, and that's fine. A lot of the melee it makes the, some of the combat actually interesting um, and sort of tense because. You have to decide whether you're going to stay still and try to melee someone with your knife or keep like on the move um, in claustrophobic environments or, or even take out your weapon, um, with which you will have likely limited ammo and try to take out people that way. Um, maybe even get a stun off uh, off of someone. Uh, but this is a, an extremely atmospheric, uh, you know, section of the game. It's not very long. You could play this for about like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes, maybe um, if that and uh, it's that whole village section. So you see the the classic chainsaw. You get the whole running around the village, um, you know, trying to hide in places, um, you know, until the bell tolls. Like it's it's that whole sequence, basically. Um, and I thought it was a lot of fun. I really liked it. And I'm looking forward to seeing, um, you know, where, you know, what this is going to be like when it fully releases. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty, you know, casual resident evil fan so you know i please don't send me any emails about like you know how much i know about the lore i don't know a lot of it uh, so um yeah but it's a good time a lot of your standard stuff is here like with the inventory management um you can slot different items in your suitcase and make space for it um you know you had there's a quick select as well i think i think they did make some quality of life changes um that have come with the remakes like that um that were in that original game but yeah um it's good stuff i really liked it so here's my thing with resident evil 4 mm -hmm. um which is resident evil in general mm -hmm. is that i've been spoiled into playing the playing and being so used to like so used to playing the vr version of this of resident evil mm. that i can't play the flat screen version of it anymore it's just it's not mm. the same so it's a whole different experience. Are they going to do a VR version of this? I I think I've read somewhere that that was happening. I'm just not 100% sure. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? They do have that on Oculus already, right? Natively. Oculus 2 exclusive? Yes, but it's okay. it's it's that version of Resident Evil 4 is like closer to the actual like original version as opposed okay. to this one i feel like isn't this one like made from like the ground up and like the new engine and everything yeah it is yeah a new engine. so yeah. so i feel like the like the the two games are gonna they're essentially different and like i think in like this updated version um they made some story like story changes they've changed how ashley works um like she's i think she doesn't have like a health bar anymore Oh, okay. I yes. didn't know that. Yeah, so like they 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 fixed they, a lot of quality of life changes uh, that they put in this one, and like I I don't remember where I saw that article or if it was like a video of someone mm. talking about that. But if they do, that might be a, enough of a reason for me to get a PlayStation <laughs> VR two. I don't know. Um, so I for I'm, me so yeah. so with, with PlayStation VR two, it's I hear like it's it's a excellent piece of hardware it's just that the game library isn't there yet for me so i think vr is such a it's it's you're you're, you're spending money like you're spending like a whole like consoles worth of money getting this this uh accessory for the system mm -hmm. that 
now I have to also like play game, like buy new games for it. Like I that as that's a little bit out of my budget right now. But yeah. once I start seeing like there's like more games that I could really see myself getting the full value of the system, then yeah, I'll definitely you know check this out. Yeah, I do think it's priced entirely too high. And I mean, I'm the kind of guy who like, you know, if I really want something, I will, you know, I'll find some way to justify getting it. But I, it's really hard for me to justify. What is it? Five hundred, six hundred dollars. That's a whole other console, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I do have a question, actually, about the VR and Resident Evil for you is that I, I wonder if if a version of this this new one will come out with vr because with resident evil 7 and 8 those were inherently first person experiences even without the vr right mm-hmm. and with you know 4 that's such a specific experience like if you just look at the locomotion of the main character of leon right like i don't i don't know if vr if if that could properly be translated to VR, does that make sense? Like what I'm saying, like the, when you're controlling it, Leon, like you, the things that you're doing and the rate that which he, which he's moves is going to be different than what you as a VR player will think that you're capable of doing. Yeah, I mean they they, they but they they sort of did that with the Oculus version with the Oculus one. Really? Okay, yeah. so they didn't change any of that. Okay. Yeah, so like the the Oculus version of Resident Evil Four, like it. To, to me, it sort of feels like I like it legit feels like you're in like that game world. So, yeah, um, huh. when it comes down to like how like you're moving around, like there, there yeah. are some options to sort of like replicate that like tank feeling. But like, yeah, well, yeah, like, well, like for me, I have my VR link. So why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, why would you do it? But I feel like doesn't that break the game? the design philosophy though of of the game because you weren't intended to move so smoothly or seamlessly through the environment in that way doesn't that cut down on like the difficulty of the encounters and not not necessarily because like it's also like you're you're also putting yourself in the perspective of of the player like you are the Mm -hmm. player at that point Mm -hmm. so like now you have these zombies surrounding you um like it gets hectic so like I think like I said like that's what gives it like a that's why it's night and day for me that's why when mm-hmm. I play Resident Evil in VR uh, like I've I've played enough I have enough time in that like game world where I could like run up to a zombie and I'm, like pull up my knife and do some crazy stuff as opposed to like when I first started playing the game of course like I'm like you know peeking around corners and like taking my time so I don't know like I feel like that experience now is different for me. Okay, fair, fair enough. Yeah, that I, I I am actually really curious to try that now that we're talking about it, because um, I would love to see how they worked around it. Um, and, and you say it doesn't break the immersion or the experience at all. So yeah, that's that's fascinating. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. So besides Resident Evil, yeah. Um, I have also been playing Yakuza Ishin, or I guess Like a Dragon. Um, I have to get used to that. Uh, that's the that's the the new American name. It's always like it's always been Like a Dragon in Japan, but we have just recently translated it uh, properly here. Um, but yeah, Like a Dragon Ishin, um, which is you know a part of the Yakuza series of video games, um, and I, I mean that in. every sense possible like it is very much 
one of those games. Um, the exception is that, uh, or, or the difference is that this one takes place in the 1800s, uh, mid 1800s Japan. Um, so, you know, you're not dealing with modern or, or present day uh, Japan anymore or Tokyo as, as we know it uh, currently. Um, and uh, you, they, they have taken all of the voice actors and all of the actual character models from the Yakuza series and placed them inside of this game. So basically, uh, uh, Ryoma, the main character of this game, looks like Kiryu from the main games uh, and sounds like him. It is the same voice actor. Uh, Majima is technically in this game, but it's not Majima. It's another character, um, but it's got his his voice actor and his model. Um, I would think of it like, you know, think of it like a play, like just pretend that the characters of Yakuza are putting on a play for the, the players. It's like the best way I can think to describe it to someone. Um, and it's just really fun to see some of the characters that you may be familiar with already kind of taking on these different roles um, in this different time period. Um, it, the game starts very much like these games do. Someone dies, someone is killed, uh, someone close to the main character. Uh, is some, there's some sort of conspiracy going on and you have to figure out, you know, unravel that whole thing and figure out what's going on. Uh, so far, it seems pretty boilerplate like Yakuza stuff. But boilerplate Yakuza is still better than a lot of other stuff out there, so I'm not exactly complaining. Um, Random question. Yes. So, like, when you say, like, they're using, like, the character models of, like, the... Are these, like, spanning from, like, the whole Yakuza, like, series? Where they're, like, pulling... Oh, okay. So Yeah, yeah. Would you... So, in my head, when you said it that way, it's sort of, like, in Family Guy, when they do, like, the Star Wars episodes. Right? It's pretty much exactly like that. All right. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen those, but I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen like some screenshots, like what Stewie's like Darth Vader or something, right? Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. It's literally that. Um, it, that's all they're doing. So, uh, it, it's really cool. I mean, and if you're a Yakuza fan already, then great. You get to see some of your favorite characters kind of come back, whether they're they've been killed in the Rain series or not, uh, and that's really cool. And if you have no idea what the hell Yakuza even is then it still works for you anyway because you don't know what anyone else is and it doesn't matter because it doesn't mean it doesn't connect to any of the other games at all so um like this isn't some prequel it's not like kiryu's great 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 grandfather or something it's literally just another story just based on true events i believe um or inspired by true events uh that actually happened in Japan, I don't know how accurate it is exactly, but I know that they use real historical figures to to um, like actually like tell the story. So that's that's actually pretty cool. So you get to have a little history uh, of Japan in there. So, um, but yeah, it's it's really cool. You have your kind of semi open world. You get into street fights. Um, there's a couple. There's really two things I wanted to highlight just here that I thought are just really cool um one of which is the fighting styles that you get so um you get four different ones in this game you get a brawler style which is your standard like yakuza beat the shit out of people with your fist um you get a gun which is not necessarily a first for yakuza but they're very rare guns in yakuza are extremely rare um you don't pick them up or see them that often but they are there um but here you just straight up get one from the outset uh and then the there's a third style where you have a sword 
And that's a lot of fun. Um, and then the four style is a combination where you wield the sword and the gun at the same time. It's called Wild Dancer. And it looks really sick once you start getting some more, like you unlock uh, more abilities in your in your tree and are able to execute some some really cool moves. Um, and it, it looks really neat. So I, I'm really liking the combat system so far in this. Uh, it, it's I don't play these games like for the combat or anything, but uh, but this one is is really really fun. Um, it's got a lot of the yakuza charm that you expect um, in the sub stories. So like I've diverted from the main path. I usually with, when I play these games, I, I do the main story for the first like three two or three chapters, and then I just like fuck off and go do like you know other stuff and everything outside of that. And um, that's basically what I've been doing. And uh, I ran into some woman who. Um, she has a problem in the town with talking all the time, like a lot, like people just like start falling asleep or like just wanting to get away from her because she tells incessant story or stories incessantly. Um, and there's a really fun stub story where she kind of challenges you on the things that she's been saying um, for like three minutes straight. Um, it's just just really dumb stuff like that. Uh, it is, this game is like full of it. Uh, just. Again, like any Yakuza game, uh, some of the mini games they've got here are chicken races. Uh, you can bet on chickens. Um, you've got your your fishing. You could do karaoke. Um, except in the mid fifteen hundred or in the, sorry, in the mid eighteen hundreds, it looks a lot different. Um, and that's kind of charming as well. You see a lot of the familiar things that you would expect to see in modern day Tokyo, but kind of just reimagined um, for an older time period. And, and that's that's just a lot of fun. Um, one of the things that I've been kind of enveloped in is called Another Life. And this is, I've been kind of sucked into this because it's a great way to get a lot of money. But uh, long story short, you basically come upon a property, a piece of land, uh, and you're helping a, a young girl like cultivate uh, her her land that her parents have left her um, and by like helping her raise like vegetables and chickens and uh, you can have dogs and cats there and like they can fetch items for you and you can start you can learn to cook and uh, you can make uh, run orders for pe- for other businesses like um, and it's really cool because like you know meters start filling up and uh, that's always oddly satisfying and uh, it's a great way to earn a lot of money and I the all, all the the or a lot of the the different activities on the the house have like mini games that you can play um, so for example like with with cooking or I'm sorry cooking um with uh, with with vegetable planting or harvesting you can uh, harvest like carrots and 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 uh, uh, roots, uh, bamboo, and all sorts of stuff. And you have like a grid, and you have to kind of strategically think about like where you want to start planting stuff. Um, you leave for a time, go do some other things, and then it comes back, and you can harvest the finished crops in which you can go and use that to cook. And each dish that you can choose to cook has uh, mini games that you can select. So, uh, or I'm sorry, or that play. And the better that you do on the mini games, the better the food turns out. Um, and it's just kind of a, an addicting loop and an oddly cozy one too. I wasn't really expecting anything cozy in this game um, about conspiratorial murder, um, but but here we are. Um, and it's uh, it's 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 really it's really fun. It's it's cool. It's. I don't. I don't think there's anything like this in previous Yakuza games. Um, 
So yeah, it's so far I'm having a lot of fun with this. I am only in like chapter five. I don't know how many there are. There's usually like 12 or 12 between 12 to 15 chapters in these games. So I'm not I'm probably not even at the halfway point yet, um, but I have probably like 15 to 20 hours deep um, already just like doing just random shit. So um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's cool to see that this game came out at all because this game has technically been out for eight eight years maybe eight or nine years this is actually a remaster um i don't think it's a remake i think it's a remaster uh of of this game um that was never it was never going to come out in on american shores it was it came out around the same time as yakuza 5 and i don't know if anyone here like knows but like the yakuza series was pretty much dead in the water from like the third game onward until yakuza zero um in like 2017 or 18 um and so they finally have translated this for the first time in the west and it's it's neat to see that it made it over here on our shores oh that's cool like i i I love this franchise like i i wish i had like the commitment (laughs) that you do to Mm -hmm. to power through these games because these games are huge uh they are easily what like 90 hours right uh if you do everything if you yeah. do everything you can see like i would say 50 to 60 hours and i mean the sub stories if you just power through the main stories you can get through them i would say 15 to 20 hours but that's like just the main story and i don't really recommend people do that because so much of what makes these games special is like everything on the outskirts so yes. like i always yeah I, I recommend people at least do a few if they're I'm not going to say, hey, play eight games worth of like <laughs> worth of franchise on, and then do all the sub stories within them. I did that, but I'm a crazy person. So like I wouldn't recommend other people do that. I'd say pick like a couple and do that with maybe. And if you're still interested, then go through. And I've- I I knew of the franchise, but didn't really play it until mm-hmm. uh, zero demos of like i think i played a demo of like five and i was like yo this game is cool and like at this point they could do that i know they 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 did zero they remade one and right yeah yep they did that with two Hmm. are they yeah are they planning on doing that with the that's the one that that feels the the most archaic i mean it's it's remastered so it runs at like a buttery smooth like 60 frames per second it's almost instantaneous loading but there's a lot of like it looks i don't want to say blocky but like you could tell like it's a ps3 game um even the way that kiryu sort of moves it's it's very much of that era um and i say if you can get through that then you can get through any of the other ones i think by the time you get to I would even say four. I think four looks pretty good and five looks great. Like uh, they all, all three of those games got remasters. So they all run spectacular. Three is the only one I think that looks kind of rough nowadays. Like by by today's standards, all of the rest of them look good. Um, I'd say, and I was going to say, and you know where you can find all those games, right? Where can you find them, Chris? (laughs) 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 You can find them all on Game Pass. (laughs) Are they still on there? I thought they actually took them out recently. (laughs) 
Oh wait, really? I thought they might have. I I should double check that, but they might. I don't know if all of them are there anymore. I have to, I have to double check. Oh yikes! Um, My bad, y'all. <laughs> but, but I would say if anyone is interested in this series, I mean, I would say check out Zero or check out Seven. Seven is like drastically different gameplay wise, but I think story wise, it's the perfect jumping on point. Um, and I would say Zero, Six, and Seven are are really great to start with. Nah, they're still here. Oh, okay. Okay, awesome. Yeah, check them out on Game Pass. Yep, and like a dragon's on there too. Yeah, damn. I need eight so bad. I'm so mad that's gonna be a 2024 game. I need that like yesterday. Um, but yeah, I'm having a good time with it. I'll maybe mention it, you know, assuming I'm still playing it a lot. Uh coming up in the next couple weeks here, um, I'll talk about it more. But yeah, I'm having a good time with it. It's 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 good fun. There is a demo of this game, too, if you're interested. It's a combat demo. Um, I don't even think it's like something that's le- legit in the game. Um, so if you if anything I mentioned about that seems interesting, check it out. Nice. And that's all for me. What about you, Chris? What you been playing, man? Oh, man. So I've been dabbling with a couple of games, but the only game I really want to highlight uh, this week is, you know, shout out to Alt Space. Rest in peace. Uh, they finally shut down the servers. And um, if you don't know, Alt Space VR is a um, it's like one of the like, first games I jumped onto when I purchased my quest right when pandemic was happening. Um, and it's just it's like a, a it's like one of those like social uh, VR apps. So like sort of like VR chat, rec room. Uh, Horizon uh, or Facebook Horizon. Um, it's uh, it's just one of those games where you could either create worlds, make events. Uh, you're, you're interacting with like real people, uh, but it's like be, but it's it's so weird because it's sort of like behind like these avatars. So like for some people, it's like I think Rod, I I, I got you to download it, and you're like, yo, this sort of feel, felt like a fever dream because mm-hmm. of like how like all the avatars and everything looked, um, but. It's I don't know it's it was it was it's sort of interesting getting on like those final days, um sort of like just catching up with people who I haven't like spoken to in a while because like I said, um like you're interacting with all these people and like these avatars but like they're all like real people, um a lot of us like follow each other on social media so like sort of seeing like people's like day to day is also pretty cool too, um, but yeah like it's 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 sad to see it go um. You know, they, they were purchased by Microsoft back in 2017 and uh, Microsoft um, decided to, you know, I think a lot of tech companies right now are downsizing and like firing a bunch of people. So uh, they shut down this studio to sort of move some of its assets to their uh, like the AR stuff. Uh, so like the HoloLens uh, things. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I went to like there was like a uh, like a a server shutdown party where like people were like logged in as they're like shutting, shutting down the servers. Um, me and some friends like went to like this temple world. It was pretty cool. Uh, like we sort of sat around like this giant, like bonfire and was like talking about, you know, how we all met and like, sort of like, I don't know, sort of gave like final goodbyes and gave like speeches and stuff. So it was, it was touching. Uh, server shutdowns are always interesting because like, it's it almost always goes exactly like what you said no matter what the game is like people will be very passionate about like oh uh you know giving speeches like in alt space sounds silly but like people make real human connections on here and like that's kind of cool that's like something beautiful about that um 
and I'm glad that you talked about it because that's something I wanted to ask you is like, how was your overall experience? Like, was the sentiment sad? Was it like happy? It sounds like it was generally pretty happy and positive. Yeah, I mean, it was it was happy and positive for me because I mm-hmm. sort of got busy with like real life. So like for me, the experience was I would every now and then see things on like social media, like them doing like events, birthday parties, whatever they were doing. Like they like I got to know some really like interesting people that were able mm-hmm. to come together and like produce like these like pretty wild events at wild parties, like virtual parties, like as crazy as it sounds when you experience it and like build like a bond with people, like it's, it's just, it's, it's one of those things. Like it's sort of hard to, it's hard to describe until like you actually like do it, I guess. Like you have to, you sort of have to like go, go through that experience with people. But as, I, I guess it's also like as gamers, we, we, uh, we sort of do that like with like people that we play like you guys i think you know have like a bond with overwatch i know variety said you have some guys that you guys you play call of duty a lot um yeah. we all have like a core group of people that you know we have like these experiences with so yeah and it's like really different too because i mean just in those examples that you mentioned like my call of duty friend group is like a group of real life friends that i i i know and i have um but i don't get to see like in person all the time. So that's mm-hmm. like a form of our bonding and or how I get to see them is they really like Call of Duty. Okay, how can I bond with them? I'll play Call of Duty with them. Overwatch, I mean, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be here with Elena right now if I hadn't met her, met her like just randomly playing Overwatch one night, you know, and grouping up. Um, you know, and that sort of thing really kind of encapsulates community in a game like what that looks like really well to me. And those are two very distinct examples too. So yeah, yeah I, when I, when I think of alt space, I think of that sort of thing, you know, genuine, genuine human connection. Um, and I'm, I'm curious if you know, if there is anything that plans on taking like the place of alt space. Going so forward. a lot of people, they, I mean, they, there are other social apps that you could use on the quest or just in mm-hmm. VR in general. So, um, uh, was it uh, VR chat is very popular. Uh, some people use Facebook horizon. Uh, there's really like a, like a divide of like, I don't know, Facebook, they throw a lot of money in people's face saying, Hey, like develop and do all this stuff on the platform. And like, I don't know, like, it's like a, like a, you know, they have like those creator funds. Um, so mm-hmm. like it, it builds like this sort of, I don't want to say artificial hype, but it, it, it sort of feels artificial because once you start talking to people that actually like use it on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people don't really like horizons. Um, but it's, yeah. it's, but it's, but it's, it's weird. Cause like I, um, the other day, Jay Balvin had like a, a VR concert and I was like, Oh, my quest right here. Let me check this out. And legit mm-hmm. loads you in like this sort of feels like a, um, like if you go into, you know, like a, like a music venue, and you're on like the balcony and you sort of see like the performer performing like out in the arena. So uh, VR is interesting. VR is like, a, it's a, it's a, it's a interesting thing that like I hope becomes like it, like we always say that we hope it becomes more accessible and I feel like it's, it, it does, it gets to a point where it becomes more accessible, but we're at that weird point now where the, 
I feel like graphically we need better hardware. And with that, you know, better hardware, like there's an increased cost. So um, I don't know if it's going to be Apple to figure out like a way to not nah, Apple's not going to make this stuff cheap. They'll figure out a way to get more people to sort of like buy into it. But um, I don't know. We just we just need, we need more powerful headsets so that people can really like. I guess sign on to it because because like I said before, um, like showing people stuff, like showing people like videos of alt space, like it's it's sort of hard to sell it to people because of how goofy it looks. But once you really try out the the game and try and like actually speak to people and everything, like it's it's cool. Um, yeah, so that's that's alt space VR. Um, and I'm just I'm just gonna I guess uh, move on to VR chat. But the thing is about the thing is with VR chat is that. It's so unhinged. Okay, I heard that you can also play without a VR set, so that's why it's incredibly popular. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so it's more accessible to those that can't afford a VR headset. Yeah, it's I'll only really jump onto that like if it's like a private world or something like that. I'm not gonna just jump into like a public world and nah. Like I nah. I might do that just nah. It's almost as bad as like chat was it chat roulette? Have, have y'all ever, do you know what that is? Uh, is that where like you're in a room and you could choose like the, to go to the next room or the next person? Yeah. Right. And it's, it's like, you're not meant to be in there forever. Right. Like, yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like a video chat and like, you could choose to like move on to the next person. Like Omegle. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's VR chat to me right now weird yeah vr chat seems cursed i don't like know a lot about it but every time i hear about it or i like watch clips or something on youtube it looks like an abomination i want to say the first meme that came out of vr chat was uh so you got the knuckles yeah you got the knuckles <laughs> i think that was the first time i was introduced to vr chat Oof. another one that was actually kind of funny was someone's character was a gun and they uh, programmed the barrel of the gun to move to the uh, like the mouth movement, so it was really hysterical. But it is like some goofy ass shit. You're always gonna like it's gonna be ninety ninety percent anime characters and like ten percent other stuff. If we all know what the other stuff is. It could range from being a gun to a skeleton to like your your imagination, whatever your imagination is thinking, that's exactly what people are on the, <laughs> that, in, That's in what's chat. there. Yep. But it's ninety percent anime characters. That, yeah. that tracks. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I've been playing. Um let's we have we have a we have a couple of new stories, but then or actually no, just one new story this week. Uh it's been yeah. pretty light. Um Meet Your Maker is launching on PlayStation Plus next month. And mm. You know, what what is Meet Your Maker? Like, what is he talking about? Why is he like making a, a, a big deal about this? Yeah. Me, like I I I enjoy, I love when we get PlayStation Plus games that are like new. So there's like, I don't know, like for me, there's like this uh this period of like jumping onto a game and like everyone is brand new at it. And sort of seeing like where the community develops at that point, I sort of like, yeah, I sort of like seeing that that play out over time. 
So mm-hmm. meet uh, so meet your maker is essentially a game where you can either be like a uh, a a character going through a I guess the best way to describe this is like um the the uh, what's the, what's the Mario game Mario Maker this is essentially Mario Maker but uh, you're creating like these like towers and I guess just trying to complete like levels and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't catch. Okay, that makes sense. I didn't catch the Mario Maker at first. I, I actually was like, it looks like a tower defense game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that too. But it's yeah. essentially you're either making like these levels or like you're playing through the levels as like a raider. Got you. Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks cool. Like it looks like a neat idea. Yeah. So, have you? Have you have you seen like the trailer? Like, what do you what are you thinking? Uh, like, what are your what are your first thoughts? Sort of like looking at the game. Um. Well, like I said, I think it it looked immediately like a tower defense game, which I'm hit or miss on those. Like sometimes when when they hit, they hit hard. Um, but I'm not always in the mood for it. So, but I think the aesthetic is cool. Um, and the idea that yeah, you can like make entire levels and have people run through or presumably people run through them. Um, it's like a first person game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or that's what it looked like in the trailer. Uh, yeah, it looked neat. I, I think it's even cooler that it's coming out on a, um, a, like I was a part of the PlayStation monthly and not like the essential and all that other shit that they are doing. Um, I think it's, I think it's neat that just if you're subbed just period, you'll have access to it. I think that's a great idea. I don't know why they have not done that more. Um, you know, uh, with Microsoft with game pass, like, you know, you get that all the time. Um, you know, a lot of day one exclusives with third parties, not exclusives, but like, uh, day one releases or drops, you know, uh, from Indies all the way to like, you know, the big stuff like back for blood and, and anything first party, like that's great. So I, I, I'm glad that like more and Nintendo and Sony should definitely be dropping more of those uh, more incentivization to stay sub to their services. Um, you know, I, I, I think they're starting to dip their toe in that because I think stray was a, was not a monthly game. It was an essential drop. It was, so essential. It was like, a, yeah, yeah, it was like a half step in that direction. Um, so yeah, I would love to see more stuff like that. And, and this, this, this game specifically actually makes a lot of sense because you want like, you want a big community, for you know a game like this so people will go and create levels for a bunch of other players um you know you can secure if you can secure that that fan base or uh, that that user base or that community from the outset your you know your game's probably gonna be pretty healthy i mean look at rocket league that's like the biggest success story i think that has come out of that service um it's still going strong like how many years later six yeah seven it's sort of and it's on like season 13 or something jeez yeah, yeah it's, like it's, it, it's it went, partnered up with a uh, a fairly well known uh, like EDM company, Monster Cat, to put out like little albums for their game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they. I think them also going uh, free to play like also shook up things too. Yes, so it opened it, it up did. even more for people. So exactly, exactly. I mean, when you think about it, that game was like fifteen, twenty bucks when it came out. Um, but then completely free, quote unquote, free on the monthly. And I think a game like Meet Your Maker is going to hopefully flourish um, by being accessible to, you know, X amount of millions of people um, that that are sub to the 
PlayStation Plus service. People who might not otherwise play the game and go, oh, I have this thing I can download right now, you know, at no additional charge. Sure. Um, yeah, it looks really cool, though. Looks yep. Really dope. It shakes it up, too. I'm tired of getting, you know, Sonic Forces and, like, <laughs> <laughs> games that I'm never going to play. Secretly, you love that you're getting Sonic Forces. <laughs> um yeah yeah i mean but like i honestly i like was i think the the last did i redeem last month's i don't yeah like sometimes like i'll forget like almost forget to like redeem the game so yeah i i do wish that sometimes now they've been a little bit better about that at least on the playstation 5 interface they've been a little better about putting like uh advertisement prominently on your home screen to say hey the on the last week you might get a panel that says the hey last month's games or this month's games are leaving in a week make sure you redeem um i actually wish that microsoft did that because i don't i miss their shit all the time because their games with gold thing is like complete shit like i can't even i can never find i have to I have to always go looking for it deliberately. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. never prominently placed. Um, they need to change that. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I generally agree, though. Like, I think the offerings have been OK through PlayStation Plus. Like, they haven't been there's some off months, but every now and then there will be something cool like Jedi Order. I, I know it's on Game Pass through EA Play, but like it, that's if you don't have Game Pass, like if you only have if you're only sub to, to PlayStation Plus, um, you know, you got Jedi Order or whatever, whatever that game was called, Fallen Order, whatever. Um, you got that a couple months ago, like or last month. That was that's a pretty big drop, you know. Uh, gearing up for the game that's coming out in a few months. Um, you I'm know, actually, I'm I, actually excited about that game. Yeah, I I didn't finish. I need to play more of it. I only played like the first hour or two. Um, it seemed cool. I, I should go back to that. But and that's, um, and that's interesting because like it's. Like when they like the big thing behind that game was like, oh, this is like Star Wars Bloodborne or whatever. So- Souls. Yeah. Souls, yeah, Star yeah. Wars Souls. yeah. I didn't jump. I didn't bounce off because it's like a disinterest. I think I I think I was just trying to juggle too many games. I had to prioritize. Um, mm, okay. But I, I do. I do want to go. I actually do want to go back and 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 play that. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- when when the months that it hits, it hits. And then and that's that's cool. Um I hope that they do more stuff like this, you know, in the future. All right. So next up, let's talk about The Last of Us uh, on HBO. Uh, just wrapped up this past week. And um, overall, let's sort of go around the room and sort of give like our. I mean, I, I think we all generally liked it, right? I loved it. Okay. Right. Uh yeah yeah I liked it I liked it I thought it was I thought it was well generally well done um a few missteps here and there um I, I don't think it's it it was perfect like even outside of an adaptation uh but I think overall they did a pretty great job in general of adapting the material um and making what I think is a pretty pretty good show um I I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Yeah. Yeah. I like some of the changes that they did. I wish there's a little bit more um, 
infected encounters. And the end, or the last episode did feel a little rushed. Apparently they got a whole ass giraffe. Like, that mm-hmm. was not CGI. That was a real giraffe. Yep. Which was, I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, I, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say both with you guys. Like, I think, uh, I, I, I liked everyone's portrayal. Like, I don't think I, I think, I think they did a really, I think they did a really good job of sort of giving us a little bit more story that we, we didn't get in the games. So when they, you know, did take the time to deviate from the game, it was like intentional and it sort of gave us more lore to this world. Um, I think was it episode three with uh with Bill? Yeah. Yep. Um yeah, like that that was not like a, a story beat in the game whatsoever. So mm-hmm. um that that's that that's the type of like deviation that I like to see whenever they're taking stuff from like a source material. Yeah, and I think there was like two extremes of that, in my opinion. Like with with that, uh, that episode specifically, I thought it was fantastic. Best episode of of the season for me um and not in most of which not in the game right like like you said a complete deviation but i think for the better and this is i don't want to get too deep into the next conversation that we're going to have but i think it displayed something that you cannot do in a video game or at least not to that level um you know, it allowed us to dig a little bit deeper into these characters that we had only kind of seen at surface level. And there wasn't a lot of like, there wasn't, it, it was not necessarily an action packed episode. There was some action in it, but it was very, there was very little of it. Um, and I just don't think that, you know, um, yeah, I, I think that that was fantastic where I, it, but we also saw some uh, deviations that for me didn't work as well. Like, I don't know if the Kansas city stuff, worked for me as uh, succinctly as I wanted it to like with the the Kathleen character particularly I love Melanie Linsky by the way she's phenomenal she's great in everything I've ever seen her in and I love her dearly um but I don't know if that character was given the the time and breadth to really like flex her muscles the way that I like like her narrative backstory and things like that uh that felt overall satisfying for me um as a as a viewer um and but overall didn't really take away too much of it i just thought it was funny that we we sort of get like a really great example and kind of a less good example of deviations from the source material and deviations are not inherently bad like i definitely want to highlight that but some people some people say stick to the the game and blah, blah 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 but just because something is uh, you know, a slave to the the original narrative. That does not mean that it's necessarily better. So I definitely want to make sure that that's clear. Yeah, and I also like the some character change, like for Henry and his younger brother. Like he's deaf instead of uh, just a little kid brother. I like that uh, kind of deviation a little bit. Or like a subtle change. Yeah, I mean, because it, it serves it serves the character directly. Um, it makes it makes that the it, it makes him more reliant on his brother. Uh, it makes that bond even stronger. Like it, it it bolsters characters that we already knew, and even if we don't know, like a, a brand new viewer can go into that 
saying like, ah, okay, these two brothers are obviously very close. They have to kind of have to be because of, you know, um, because of their circumstances. Like that's a brilliant change. Yeah, I totally agree. Great, great call out on that. What about, so let's talk about like everyone, like the different character portrayals Um, with uh, Pedro Pascal as Joel, uh, Bella Ramsey as Ellie. Um, Who do you, who's like a standout to you? I thought they were all standouts, especially um, even uh, how they changed up Sarah too a little bit. Like mm-hmm. they gave her a little bit more backstory and to the world in, in itself, as it was just one regular day, and then by nightfall, you can see how quickly shit got fucked. Oh yeah, in the first episode, I, yeah. I like that they they gave us more. Yes, yeah. which I I thoroughly enjoyed as well. Even with the I think the second episode of that one Indonesian uh microbiologist lady, I think describing like how the virus can spread or something like that or what they mm-hmm. should do or something like that of like how dire it is. But I yeah, just like- wish we had more infected. So I I know that's like I've I've seen that on Twitter I've seen I've, or just like a little bit more just to kind of show like oh they're always in danger not just from like raiders or fire fireflies like that but you still need to show like the infected as well I I think they gave at least for me I feel like I we got you know our, we 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 seen like the different variations of uh of infected so i'm glad that we saw that i saw i'm glad that we saw like the hordes a couple times but like i oh. think like in this in this world i don't like you really like yeah there's a zombie threat but i really feel like the real threat is like you know other people true and i think like just the the zombies themselves like they're a they're 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 like a like a like a like a plot piece like a plot point to it like i i don't know like i'd rather us get like these personal stories so like when it comes to like what are they going to do for season two season three um i want to i want to see more like story pieces of like the people oh yeah that one's gonna be very much heavy on the firefly and raiders and things like that yeah, but at uh, least well, for like going through like empty towns, have them like kill off a couple of like wandering zombies would be nice. Just like, kind of like sneaking around, like oh they see a group, let's head this way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just like lo- like small things like that. Like they're still there; they don't have to like engage with them, but they can still like avoid it. Yep. But, um. In terms of like acting, I thought Joel pa- or not Joel Pascal, um, Pedro <laughs> Pascal. <laughs> yeah, I thought he did a really good job. He really did sell it, and I don't know why people are hating on Bella Ramsey. I thought she did an amazing job. People are hating on Bella Ramsey. Yes. Like even after watching the show. Uh, it may have lessened, but I know at the beginning people did not. Yeah. Like it. 
Yeah, yeah, I I heard about that. I mean, that was complete bullshit too. People should shut the fuck up. But like, um, no, she did phenomenal. She was phenomenal. I think she was MVP to me. Like, oh, yeah. I, and but I I'm going to go ahead and pat myself on the back on this one. I knew that the casting here was on point. Like, I never doubted for a second. I I knew that she was. I knew that every single person cast in this, uh, was gonna be just kill it. Like, I knew as soon as I saw Bill or Nick Offerman like cast, oh, I was yeah. like, oh, I was like, okay. That's gonna. That's a great. That's great casting. I see it in my head already. It's it's amazing. Um, yeah, he Pedro, did, he did a, like an amazing bill. Pe- Pedro Pascal. I already knew. I was not worried about him at all. I knew he was gonna just kill it. I've been seeing that dude uh, for a few years now, like kind of on the rise, and I, I've seen what he's capable of. And Be- Bella Ramsey. I ever since that trailer, she just like I think where she had a few lines of dialogue. I was like, yeah, that that sounds like in ellie to me and it doesn't have to be like you know the ashley johnson ellie like that's fine doesn't have to be the one for one but she had so much of that character's spirit to me oh yeah um you know and so many great great moments uh in episode six episode eight um you know i i just yeah she she's she i hope she has a really bright uh, future and career ahead of her because she's she's great. She's awesome. And she's really I young, too. So I think she's like 19 she, or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that started with uh, Game of Thrones. Where yeah, it did. Because everyone was like, oh, she's a fucking badass. Like, this little tiny child is a badass. And more, yeah. has more balls than some of these older men, like, in that yeah. show. And it was and she's, great. Yeah, and she's, she's able to, to, to give... Uh, b- greater dimension in this show uh, than mm-hmm. I think she was in in that one. Um, oh, yeah. But but yeah, I, I actually did want to comment on the the infected thing because that is something that uh, th- that Craig Craig Mazin actually made a statement about that. I think a couple days ago, um, he addressed it specifically, saying that in season two. And and I don't think we should go like too deep into season two stuff in case we are we have people listening who have not who don't know anything about the games. Um, but he did say that. In season two, uh, there will be more infected. So he did confirm that. But I'm kind of with you. I'm actually not kind of. I'm, I'm actually totally with you, Chris. Uh, the Last of Us is, was never a story about about infected, right? Like it was always about the relationship between Joel and Ellie, and about like their their connection and reverberation through the world that they followed. Like I don't even know if it's a story about how people are. The worst. I mean, I do think that that is one of the themes. Like people are like you know the the dangerous people or the dangerous ones to look out for. Right. That, that's absolutely a theme. But but really, the core um, the the core of this series is about relationships. Um, and the core one being between Joel and Ellie. Um, and I think that's a large reason why uh, Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin decided to have less infected because, or, or at least not have them in the focal point. I mean, when you really break it down, they were in the first, second episode, uh, and then partially in three, you there's like partially very, very little, there's like one in three and then five, that's what four episodes already. And then I think they're in one of the other ones too. seven, right? So there, that's half seven? the series. Uh, seven was the mall episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, then I'll, so I'll take it back. Well, no, no, I'm not saying take it back because I mean, there's I, you're not the only one to feel that way. Um, and I understand why people say that, but I, I do want to remind people that like five out of nine episodes, 
not that's, that's, that's half the series right um mm-hmm. and and that you know we keep that 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 core focus on them i mean because we as the players all three of us have played the games already and so we're used to seeing 15 to 20 hours you know worth of murdering these infected zombie things right um and and there's only so much that you can dedicate um in a television show in an hour-long television show to something like that right that's something that doesn't if it doesn't serve the story they're probably not going to put it in um that's a key difference i think in 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 adaptation that they had to consider fair enough yeah that and then like i didn't want it to like turn into just like i don't know just the walking dead the walking dead yeah (laughs) you know what i have not seen the walking dead so i can understand that so never mind no, yeah. it's fine. No, no, I'm I'm glad that you I'm glad that you brought that up. Like I'm I'm glad that you had that opinion and brought it up because I think it's worth talking about. Like I, yeah, I definitely don't feel bad about that at all. Like, uh, yeah, st- stand your I ground. Because like I feel like just adding like a couple of like wandering zombies for them to like avoid will help, kind of help spring to the world. Oh, there's truly nothing besides like the overgrown <laughs> buildings and things like that. Just adds more to like danger can happen at any moment so it's best to like pick your battles or something like that type of thing yeah so yeah that's just my thing but i'm sure other people are like no i want zombies in every every episode (laughs) yeah which i'm I'm sure sure. it took like at least 20 hours of makeup to do yeah how'd you how'd Um, you guys how'd you guys feel about the change of um not not having the spores Oh, it's so fine. I mean, the what? Like the spores, like needing mass, the gas mass. Oh. Oh. Uh, I, I I really didn't think about it past the first episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was just really weird whenever, uh, in that one scene with a, uh, whenever she blew up the building, oh, I forgot her name, Tess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like a really weird scene. Like she's basically making out with a zombie. But oh yeah, with like the tendrils. Ugh. Yeah, that one was weird. I was like, oh, I, I don't like this. I kind of <laughs> miss the spores now, but yeah, that um, was just my opinion. Yeah, sorry, we're I'm, we're a little late saying this, but yeah, um, we're probably gonna full spoil the first season of the show now. Uh, so if you have not seen, maybe skip a couple minutes because uh, we're probably oh. gonna talk about. Uh, no, no, you're fine, you're fine. Because uh, actually, we do want to talk a little bit about something that happens <clears throat> at the end of this. Um, so, uh, to that point, actually, about spores, the one change that I don't super love is the idea of the hive mind. Um, like, rather than it being, like, an infection that it, that affects individual, like, you know, beings or infected, uh, they, it's like one, it's, it's one singular being basically like uh, a, a literal hive mind something that controls basically all of the other beings i don't love hive mind stories or or like just hive mind beings in general i think that's uh, i don't want to say it trophy. assumes that there is a uh there is a central core exactly exactly that that's 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 where a lot of my problem comes in so that probably bothered me a little bit more than the spores thing but it's it wasn't enough to like you know kill my interest or anything i I thought it was still i got over it but i think it was in the second episode they talk about it i want to say in the second episode right like uh, because that's kind of why 
I feel like that was like telling the audience, like, this is why we didn't choose spores. This is why we're going with this way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the one with the uh, with the doctor as well. And that's when they confirm that it's like uh, some sort of hive mind. Uh, so I don't, didn't love that one. But um, other than that, though, I think they mostly made good choices uh, as far as like, you know, like hard left turns. Um, so Chris, you actually brought this up a little bit. We, we talked about a pre-show, uh, a, a tiny amount, but people who, and I'm asking both of you this question too, um, people who have not played the games, um, what were people's reaction like in your life, like to the, to the show? I don't yeah. know anyone in my personal life that have watched it, but just seeing from like Twitter, like people say that their parents like it or they love the show and things like that. Mm, yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like, um, when, you know, I guess this game came out when, uh, like the uncharted sort of like went through, like I've always took mm. naughty dog and like, I, I always knew like with a naughty dog game, I'm going to enjoy the story. Like when I, uh, I used to work at GameStop, the easiest way to sell a Naughty Dog game is like, hey, like this is literally like you like playing an action, uh, like a summer action movie. Like it's, it's essentially one of the best games like that you could put on in a room of people and people will like be invested with what's going on on the screen because like they, they do a really good job of telling a story. So um, essentially, like just having conversations with people that never played the game is is rehashing these this, the the 10 year old uh you know back and forth of whether or not joel did the right thing and oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and and like it's it's interesting talking to people that you know like they didn't play the game but it's 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 the same it's the same concept of like was he would like if you're in that position what, like, what would you do and like like for me if, I, if i'm gonna answer that like it's a it's a tough it's it's a tough thing to say like i think it's literally like the in the moment type of like thinking um you know one do you you know give up someone who like you've traveled across the the, the whole country with um healed healed the wounds like he um that that one scene where he was like uh it was him him ellie sitting and uh she's like well uh what did she say something about like i'm glad that you you got like time time heals all time heals all wounds yeah, yeah and he's like it wasn't time and i was like yo damn that, that, that hit that hits right in the feels like you you sort of feel that that moment between them was that moment in the game i don't remember that part i if it was it wasn't in a cutscene because i vaguely I, I don't know i i'll be honest i don't know for sure but i do vaguely recall some scene like that when you're walking through a camp that literally looks just like that and it's like optional dialogue i think okay like, so because i do remember walking through like kind of like a <laughs> medical tent area yeah but i don't remember the conversations i think yeah i, I think i if it's in the game at all it's gotta be one of those ones like with the speech bubble appears over their head when like you know ellie's like kind of chilling or looking around on her own uh in one of the tents mm-hmm. um i would love to actually confirm that at some point but yeah uh so I, so chris you've actually brought something up that is very interesting so i do think it is a matter of two questions and feel free to like you know either of you answer this if you want mm-hmm. but like it's it's two questions one being would i do the same thing and two being 
was it the right thing? I actually think the more interesting question is the second one. It, you know, it was it the right thing to do? And like that's a whole uh, that like the conversation I had with someone was um, like whether or not Ellie really would have wanted that. And I think it's like like so I know I know some people will say, well, it's clear that like she would have done it, but like I you, you, like I, I think as as Joel has like become you know Ellie's like you know father like figure like and and you know you you protect your you're young you protect your children and sometimes it goes to like you know sometimes you have to lie to your children to protect them and you kind of just protect them without like it was a no brainer like mm-hmm. um like I like I always uh throughout all the shows I would always watch inside the episode and i forget who it was it was like joel didn't want to lose another one again like another daughter or because that's the way that he treated uh ellie by the end of this and so he was like if he had to redo that moment again he would definitely like took out the soldier to save sarah so he was gonna do that again so that was his choice and he didn't think twice about it so it sounds like both of you are saying that he was in the right I'm not I saying know. he's. I'm not saying <laughs> you, you, he was wrong. <laughs> I, mean, I saw I'm here. one post that was like Joel's an anti-vaxer. <laughs> it, it, interesting. <laughs> wow. It, 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 that's 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 that was, that's that was actually, on Twitter, which I was like, huh. In a way, a little bit, but it's normally when you're making vaccines, you don't take human lives or dig into someone's brain, but. Yeah. Well, it, it was it was funny. I, in that I, I, I I find I yeah I find your responses very interesting. Honestly, um, I mean I think at best, <laughs> I mean I think the most charitable reading one could give uh, Joel's actions is uh, uh more like uh morally reprehensible. I mean thinking like a parent. Okay, but see people say that, but like that, but people say that with the connotation of it being a good thing. Like just well, because you think like a parent mean does not mean like you did no. a good thing. Like you can discipline your child by whipping their ass, but is that a good thing to do? Like, Depends I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying like, I don't know as in, I don't actually know the correct answer is don't hit your child. But like, but, but really, I mean, it, it's a very, there is a gray area, but I don't mm-hmm. think it is a good thing. And I don't think, and this, this is, uh, uh, this is partially why I almost wasn't sure if I wanted to engage in the discourse with this, because like the, the show itself presents the actions as like, not a good thing. Like it's not, it's this very, like it's most of the sounds are muted. Uh, he's there's, like it's, 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 there's, there's, there's most of the sounds are muted there are um there's a very soft music a beautiful score in the background playing um by the original composer and it's it's not presented like a fuck yeah like go joel go like it's very much like a wow this guy's kind of a this this guy's kind of a monster like this this isn't a good thing like he literally at one point literally shoots someone who is surrendered clearly (laughs) surrendering and uh it's just not great <laughs> like no. not great not great joel not great so um 
And that uh, scene in the game is pretty bloody too because isn't it all the hallways like super blood red and you're just like tearing through a bunch of dudes? It it is, but I would even argue that until you actually have Ellie in your arms, it is played pretty straight. Like it isn't like it's not framed like it is in the show. Like to me, it's very clear in the show like what you the viewer should be taking away from this and in the game it was much more gray because you as the player are just pushing forward toward the objective with not much different like there's no beautiful score in the background there's no slow-mo there's nothing like that happening um i don't even think anyone surrenders up until you get to the 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 doctor's office um at, at which point you as a player can choose to like shoot everyone or no one or i think the game forces you to shoot the doctor right or at least incapacitate him um i don't remember yeah but but the the point is that like yeah i i do find it very interesting that some people are like yeah go joel you did great buddy like that's kind of unsettling to me (laughs) i mean but that just shows you that like if people had like that choice, like how how screwed we are as like a, a race of people, like I like no like I, I listen, I agree with you. Like the the choice that Joel made was not for the betterment of humanity, like whatsoever. It was a very selfish decision to make. Like not only selfish like to like to him, but also selfish to uh, to Ellie. Like that, like I said, that question of if if Ellie knew what was going on, would she have like gone with it? Like would she want to? would have wanted to sacrifice herself for the potential to make a, a, a vaccine or a cure. Yeah. Took away her purpose because yeah, her, I mean her, her agency, yeah, she, does, yeah. she, she has no, she has no agency at the end of the episode. And I mean, Joel, like I the, the argument that I hear from, from what you all are saying, like from other people is that like, Oh yeah, well, you know, Joel wants her to live. I mean, yeah, Joel wants her to live for him for his reasons like there's there's there are reasons why he we kept comparing her to you know sarah and her his daughter because he and it's just like what you said elena they they spelled it out in the inside the episode uh, bit where they said like yeah joel can't lose anyone again joel made an insanely selfish decision in that moment and 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 basically forced you know ellie to live for him not for her or herself but for him, hey, do you want to play? You want to play guitar, right? Yeah, that's what you want to do, right? Because I like doing it, right? Like it's a very controlling and domineering type of relationship, and we have sympathy as a viewer for that character and for Joel because we know what he's gone through and what he's lost. But ultimately, it's 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 a very it's a borderline disturbing act honestly um and i don't think we should really be looking at joel as the good guy by the end of it not saying that you two are specifically but i know that there are people you know who look at him as like the unsung hero and i just don't think that's that's just not the text <laughs> that- so 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 with, with with the with the wrap-up of the last of us uh we're, we're gonna get a uh a, you know another season after this but you know there's talks not even talks um I think aren't they starting production on God of War? Are they? Oh, um, I, 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 I don't, I don't know if if they're if they're in production. It's pre-production. If like anything. pre-production, I, I, they have, yeah, yeah, they haven't even done any casting yet, so it's definitely in pre-production. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, I that was Amazon. Yeah, it is Amazon. Mm-hmm. It is Amazon. So yeah, so what, what's what's that to say for you know Amazon has like a you know 
I, I, I hope they get the right people in the right place to tell that's the what, story. That's what matters. At the end of the day, that's what matters is, is getting the right people in there. Because the fact that Neil Druckmann was in there, um, the fact that Craig Mazin, who is pretty accomplished already, and a big fan and, and knew the elements to pull out from it. Like he has a keen eye for detail and environment. And he was the perfect selection for, for this material. Like you have to have the right pieces in place. You can throw all the money in the world at a production. It's not going to mean a damn thing. If the people if the creative team behind it is not talented or they, they don't understand the, the material. My biggest fear for any of this stuff is, um, and my advice to everyone is to go in with very low expectations until we know like more. But like the Hollywood constantly learns the wrong lessons. They take the wrong lessons from shit like this. Um, they they see Last of Us and say we need more video game adaptations. No, no, you don't need more video game ad- adaptations. You need more good adaptations. That's what you need. The solution is not to just license video games for for adaptations. It's it's to place people in the positions to succeed and and actually tell a story worth telling. That's the goal. That's the hurdle for these studios going for, forward. Yeah, you can compare Halo TV show to this and see, and you can basically take the lessons to learn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. get people that actually care about the source material. Because, like, it's, we'll it's work it's, with them. Because it's, it's, you know, we we hear it a lot, like, um, like either with, like, the writers or, like, uh, some of, like, the uh, producers. Like, I think something came out about uh, one of the producers that worked on, like, The Witcher didn't like Henry Cavill because he took it too seriously or took the role too seriously. I thought it had something to do with uh, Henry Cavill wanted to stick to the source materials and they mm-hmm. didn't or something like that. Yeah, so so they were getting they were getting annoyed working with him because he wanted uh, the source he wanted to do right by the source material. So you know we need more Henry Cavill's in these rooms uh, trying to fight for us, right? Um, Because a lot of times that's what happens. Like just like what you said, Rod, they just throw. They feel like they could throw so much money at these productions when it's not when it's honestly not even the money. It's more so like the the heart and soul of what we fell in love with in the first place. Like that's yeah. that's the essence that they have to get. And I feel like that's what they that's what they do with the last of us. Um and sort of swap, swapping a... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say swapping into uh, our, our last topic, um staying on that same train of like just, you know, video game ad- adaptations and just video games with like good plot points. Like how, what do you guys feel like, I'll ask, what is, like, a personal, something that you would love to see, but, like, you feel like wouldn't happen? Give give, give, give me one of these. Give me one of those, and then give me a, a game that just has, like, a really good story that you'd love to see just adapted. I want them to do only Uncharted 4. Only Uncharted 4. I just ignore the movie and just only do Uncharted 4. So, as in, like, just the Uncharted 4 story? just Yes, because that one is, I want to say it's longer than the other three. And there's a lot more uh, story and background to it that you can make something fun out of it. It could be even like a, kind of like a miniseries where there's like four or five episodes or something like that. Like, it doesn't have to be like a... A multi-season thing it could just be like 
a Craig Mazin uh, Chernobyl type of series or something. Mm. I, I could go. I could go for that. I'd like to see that. Who who would you who would you cast as Drake? Nathan Fillion. I think because uh, yeah, he's, there's a YouTube video that I saw it where he, I think he produced and starred in kind of like his own little film adaptation of Uncharted. Yeah, it was, yeah, and it was I, great. It was pretty cool. Because Nathan Drake is actually pretty, he's older in that one because he has a kid. Yeah, so I mean, it would, it would work out. We'll have a kid at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Rod, what about you? Um, <laughs> I the one that will never get made is Jet Set Radio. I would love to see <laughs> an adaptation of it, like an animated one. I would a live action one just might be a step too far. I don't, I don't know if there's a way to make that look like it needs to. Uh, <laughs> so I would take an animated version of it. Um, I don't kind think like it would ever the happen. Cyberpunk style, or what kind of style uh, are you thinking? Uh, you mean like the anime or yeah one? Uh, I haven't seen it, but I've seen some stills from it. It looks that it looks nice. Uh, the anime. I feel like but, I feel um, like animation style. You got to go with like what they did with Into the Spider Verse. Oh yeah, yeah that 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 would be awesome. Yeah, um, they used that style recently on a film called the the Bad Guys. It was like a DreamWorks picture. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and yeah, it, so that style works really well with other stuff. But yeah, I would love to see that. Um, I don't know. For one that I actually could realistically see them adapting. Um, that's really hard. I, I don't know. Um, it, it, so I sent a, for the listeners, I, I sent a very, very long message uh, that inspired this topic today. <laughs> That went unresponded to. I'm not gonna lie, I felt oh sorry <laughs> some kind of way about. It. I was like, damn, I spent like 40 minutes fucking writing that. Um, but one of the games I listed was Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh, um, that would be a good one. And I think that would probably be like pretty good. You could do that in like two two and a half hours, like a movie or something. Um, maybe even a short mini series, maybe. Um, but I think that there's so much meat on that bone, like. It doesn't even matter if it's one or two. I think I, th- I think two is the better story, but but either both of them are so good, compelling characters, um, a great, a phenomenal character arc, and one of my favorite protagonists in all of of anything with Arthur Morgan. Like I I would love to see that uh, be adapted. Yeah, I think anything Rockstar can translate into. Once again, getting the right people that actually like care about like the the essence of mm-hmm. Rockstar games. Um, I think that's like just as another one like this. That's pretty. That's a layup. I feel like it's a. I feel like those are a layup. There was a layup, but like it can be done horribly. Um, but all right. So hear me out. Hear me out. I got here's my answer. Um, so I think Mass Effect, right? Mass Effect, and I know you guys are gonna hate me for this, but Mass Effect, and no Mass Effect, but in the the style of a CW series. Think about it. Think about it. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Like, what do you mean by wait? What what do you mean by that? Like, what do you what do you mean by that in the style of a CW? 
but like oh. like this arrow whatever and yeah. supergirl like between that like riverdale or... oh. <laughs> oh i thought what you were gonna fuck? say supernatural <laughs> and supernatural yeah Nah. Are you troll? I can't tell if you're trolling. <laughs> I think he might be. I'm. I, listen, that might work. Did they try that with Halo? Or what did they try to do with Halo? Uh, it was bad, but it wasn't that. Oh. Like, uh, wait, what? I, I just want to know, like, what do you mean? Like, what? What do you mean? Like, like you say Riverdale? You said the Arrowverse or the DC verse? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. T- you want like young teen drama? Like, what so, do you just just in the 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 the, the teen drama? Like, think mass no. think mass like Mass Effect storyline, but like delivered that way. No, that would that would sink so fast. It's it's so that would get it like a that would get, no well that would get like a five percent rating <laughs> from both critics and people. <laughs> So Shep- what you Shepherd, probably want, but think, but think about it. No. Shepard romancing with all those people—it makes sense. No, you I, probably uh, want a Star Trek <laughs> or a Stargate type of drama. Or are we getting you like Chris Pine Star Trek? You talking about like that? No, I'm talking about like, the TV show or one with uh, what's his face, Patrick Stewart. That one. Damn. So no, so no one could co-sign with that. No one no. sees it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. I want to go down this road with you, but I just can't. Like, I just—that's a step too far, my friend. Although I, uh, to your credit, though, I did actually—I <laughs> did think about that said, one. If you said uh, Stranger Things, I might have said yes. I, I, d- I did think about that one GIF of Commander Shepard dancing in the club. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did think about that for a second. I was like, oh, okay. For half a second, you had me. <laughs> uh, but okay. I feel like you could do Stranger Things. If you said Stranger Things, I feel like you would have gotten a little bit more. Yeah. Because that's a that's teens. <laughs> it's all um, about teens. Alright, but like, serious answer though. Serious answer. I knew you were trolling. <laughs> so, so you take you take what they're doing with the with the animated Super Mario movie, right? Post credit scene is, is Sonic showing up from the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Wait, is that the actual post credit? And 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 we get <laughs> and we get and we get a confirmation of like Master Hand dropping down, and it's like Mario and Sonic fighting Master Hand. <laughs> and they play at the Olympics. Or that, I take that too. I'm surprised they didn't do that at the Tokyo Olympics. I don't think they did. Did they have like a bunch of little mascots? Because I think they only went with Pokemon, right? I don't, I'm not. I'm not 100. I don't sure. remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But think about um, it. Like a like a like a Smash Brothers like. So like how like the Marvel anything, movies okay, so interconnect. Nintendo, I would rather have. Probably you could do like a because they used to do this, uh, an animated or an anime kid Icarus. They had a few episodes and they're pretty charming and I love them, but I wish kid Icarus could do something. I wish kid Icarus anything. I need to finish that. Yeah, I never, you know what? Wait, I'm gonna say I'm gonna take a gamble and I'm gonna say wait until this because this the Mario movie is gonna come out and it's gonna do really well because it's Mario uh, and Illumination. And when it does well, they're gonna make the second one. And at the end of that second one, maybe you get your universe teased because I believe and I don't know I, I don't know if this is 
I'm pulling this out of my ass or not, but I believe that like the whole point of the Mario movie or the, the narrative idea behind it is that Mario and Luigi are not like, they're not like of the mushroom kingdom. They're, they're like basically in Brooklyn or some shit like in New York. And like, no, I'm, I'm dead, dead, dead serious. I mean, no, literally, literally. I, I actually think that's, that's actually the thing. And they get sucked into the world of the mushroom kingdom. So technically speaking, they could ha- conceivably have a universe where that happens, like a Smash universe happens, or like Mario can be connected to a Link or some shit. I thought they fixed that in Mario uh, Super Mario Odyssey, where they're from a uh, New Dog Town or whatever it is. Oh, I, I mean, maybe I'm just saying, like, uh, from the the movie itself. The movie it might be like I don't know. I, I doubt it's going to take like direct canon from the games. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be its own sort of, you know, timeline as it were, um, like a multiverse thing, like a multiverse type thing. Like, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm imagining now I'm going to be honest. I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I don't think that's going to be a thing, but if it were though, and it, the first movie is wildly successful. And then you start seeing announcements of like a Donkey Kong movie. I think there's rumors that they're trying to make a Donkey Kong movie. Um, you know, or you get like, I don't know if there's enough there for me to see a Donkey Kong movie, though. Yeah, if the theme song is DK Donkey Kong, that DK rap song. I feel like they have to like reference that. They, yeah, they, I, I, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, basically the point is, I think I could see it. I, I don't think that bet is like too, too far off. Mm-hmm. Um, would they you know. go to Donkey Kong or would they go to Legend of Zelda? Uh, well, I've heard rumors about the Donkey Kong, so I imagine that that would be first. Oh, okay. But but I, I don't know. Who, who knows right now? I think they're they're definitely waiting to see how that first movie does. Um, so we'll probably know by the end of that first weekend. I, I'm sure it's going to do crazy, crazy mm. numbers. It's just like once again, just get just get these things in the hands of the right people, people that actually care. Um, and and you know, I I just I feel like it just makes sense. I feel like it will literally print money, but there's so much room for them to mess it up. But Nintendo's yeah. too old to understand some of these things. And I feel like they choose the wrong people. Like they chose Chris Pratt. Well, that's the thing. So they co-signed Chris Pratt. I don't think that they actually said, I don't think like Nintendo brass was like, we want Chris Pratt. I think that was, that was an American decision. That was an illumination studio decision Ugh. that they, that they nudged Nintendo on a hundred percent. They're like, oh, see, look, he was in Guardian of the Galaxy. He makes he makes good movies, right? Yes, yes. Uh, I I can almost guarantee that's what happened. You don't cast Char like Nintendo Japanese Nintendo does not cast Charlie Day. Sorry, like that doesn't happen. No. Uh, although <laughs> great casting though, or Seth Rogen, yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say though, Charlie Day is probably my favorite casting out of everybody. That's oh, yeah. fucking brilliant for Luigi. Oh, di- isn't uh Keegan the Toad? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Charlie yeah, Day is probably the best pick out of all of them. Yeah, he's he's so good. I think um, the only one that's just really out of place is a Chris Pratt pick. I feel like you could have gotten a better person. Or like the original Mario. Yeah, I don't... Do voices. I don't love it. I don't love it. Um, but I also don't hate it either. But I haven't heard enough of him. I only saw that first trailer. I haven't watched any of the other subsequent ones. So. I've heard different Marios from different uh, languages, and they sound better. Like I think it was like 
the French one had a good, or the French uh, translation had a good one, and one other one. That's you know what's crazy though. That's I don't. If I was Chris Pratt and I heard like I read that on Twitter, it was like, yo, instead of watching this movie in English, watch it in French. Hmm. That's just <laughs> someone goes out of their way to see the movie in a completely different language, just so that they don't. Just, just because they just don't like Chris Pratt's rendition of the of Mario. No, oh, now you know how English dub. Now, now you know how English dub actors feel uh, when they do anime. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> good point. Well, I don't think he cares because he already got the bag. And that's also true. That is also true. I think he's just yeah. looking for work at this point. Yeah, I'm sure he's wiping his tears with his Benjamins, literal Benjamins. All right, so um let's wrap it up this week uh any any closing thoughts i apologize for spoilers uh don't worry about it it's fine uh i'm sure at this point we don't even know what you're talking about because chris cut it out so <laughs> it's 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 probably you fine for, for what game <laughs> exactly um really appreciate everybody listening definitely check us out on all of our socials uh instagram tiktok uh, Twitter, YouTube, should I play that? If you're interested in any of our episodes, definitely uh, look us up on should I play or through should I play that through Apple Podcasts? Uh, we're on like what? Uh, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Stitcher. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud, all that stuff. Um, and leave us a like or a comment. A comment, spread it around. Spread it to your your friends, your family, all that stuff. Uh, if you like us, check us out. Really appreciate it. Thank you. With that, we are out for another week. Let's let's see let's see if we can do another episode in a row. Let's see what happens. <laughs> With that, we're out. Peace.